Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. There are some in the body of Christ who teach that God is done with the nation of Israel and that the modern church has replaced Israel. This is known as replacement theology. Today, Pastor J.D. will share with you just how false this teaching is. In fact, if replacement theology were true, we would have zero hope in the last days. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 20th, 2019. If you're anything like me, you have probably asked the Lord for a front row seat when He is cast into the lake of fire. Free popcorn, (laughs) 3D glasses, won't need them, but I think you get the point. There is coming that day. But not before He tries one last time. He will try to completely destroy the woman, Israel, during the seven-year tribulation, and he will be the personification, personified in the Antichrist. The Antichrist. Not an Antichrist, like Hitler. The Antichrist. And he will fail, thankfully. And we know that because of Revelation 12. Fast forward from the first book of the Bible. He's still trying to eliminate, exterminate, terminate the seed from the woman. And the woman with the seed as well. And and here's why, by the way, if he again hypothetically could succeed, Jesus can't come back the second time. What do you mean? Oh, The whole house of Israel, like we talked about last week in Romans, will be saved. And they will call upon Him at the end of the seven-year tribulation, because the purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. And they will look upon Him whom they pierced. That's when all of Israel gets saved. By the way... Spoiler alert, Satan knows the Bible better than you do. Me too. (laughs) He knows Bible prophecy better than any of us. He was there during all of this. So let's fast forward to Revelation and chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Now, when the dragon... Satan saw that he had been cast to the earth. He persecuted the woman, Israel. 
who gave birth to the male child, Jesus Christ. But the woman was given, verse 14, two wings of a great eagle. This is a picture in typology of the Lord Himself as the eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness to her place. Many believe, present company included, this is in Petra in modern day Jordan, where she will be nourished, protected for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. What does that mean? Oh, for the last three and a half years, that's what a time and a time and a half a time means is that for three and a half years, the last three and a half years of the seven year tribulation, Israel will be protected by God Himself from the Antichrist who seeks to destroy her. There's an interesting typology here. Just give me one second. I think I need to share it again. It's one of the most exciting things in all of the Bible to me, along with all the other exciting things in all of the Bible. But there's a fascinating typology here. Israel at the midpoint, Daniel 9.27, will realize that this Messiah that they thought was their Messiah is the false Messiah when he commits the abomination that causes desolation there in the newly rebuilt temple at the three and a half year mark of the seven year tribulation. And that's when they will flee and be protected for the last three and a half years. In other words, they are saved. Israel, stay with me, is saved in the midst of the seven year tribulation, the way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were saved in the middle of the seven times hotter fiery furnace. Daniel. Daniel is a type of the church. Pre-furnace. Pre-tribulation. Prior to the seven times hotter fiery furnace, he is taken up, exalted, and not there. He is a picture, a type of the church who is not there during the seven year tribulation. Because again, The purpose of the tribulation is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. This is how they are saved. We, like Daniel, were already saved in the typology. So we're taken up prior to. And when that happens, then God shifts the focus of all of His attention on His plan for His people. And oh, by the way, God is not through with the Jew. That's an Arab telling you that. And by the way, you don't want Him to be through with the Jew, because He has a covenant with the Jew, and so too does he have a covenant with me and you too. I know that's not proper English, don't email me. If God is through with the Jew, then how secure are you? He had a covenant with the Jew, 
And He has a covenant with you too. And if He's through with the Jew, then how do you know He's not through with you too? All right, I feel better now. I just had to get that out. Wouldn't it stand to reason, I, seriously, I want to pose this question and then we'll bring it in for a landing. Wouldn't it stand to reason that if what we see prophesied about what will take place during the seven-year tribulation already coming together and in place now, and the rapture of the church has to happen before the seven-year tribulation, but everything's already coming together for the seven-year tribulation, wouldn't it stand to reason that we're really, really close? I believe we are. And this is why we believe that we're on the cusp of this final chapter, not only in Israel's history, but in human history. This is why we do these prophecy updates every week. And it's also why we share the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ every week. The time is short. Can I say it that way? I just did. (laughs) The time is at hand. Our redemption draws nigh. Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, when you see these things that we just talked about and are seeing begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Why? Because your redemption draws nigh. Again, this is why We share the good news, because this is the good news. (laughs) The good news is that Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, and is coming back again one day. That's the gospel, the good news. That's our blessed hope. That's what the gospel is, and every week we talk about how to respond to the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, and we do so by way of the ABCs of salvation. Before I close with the ABCs of salvation, I want to share with you an email from Richard Geeson. He's the one who sent us the PDF file that you can download on our website, Pictured here, he's sharing the ABCs of salvation with a woman by the name of Karen. This is what he emailed. Karen was asked, Karen, if you die today and stand before God, and God asked you why you should be admitted into heaven, what would you say? Karen responded, and is this not textbook? I have always believed in God. And I would say that I have always tried to be a loving and kind person. Is that not the answer you and I get when we share the gospel with somebody? I'm a good person. I've never murdered anybody. (laughs) After reading the ABCs of salvation, Karen said, this is the most valuable thing I have ever read. 
Moments later, standing on a street corner, Karen prayed and placed her trust in Jesus Christ as her Savior. That's why we do this every week. The reason the ABCs of salvation is so important is because the ABCs of salvation is so childlike simple. And the reason the ABCs of salvation is so childlike simple is because the gospel is simple. Jesus said, unless you become like a child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So, the A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner. Now, one would think that this would be a firm grasp of the obvious, right? Not so fast. People think they're a good person. People still believe that good people will go to heaven and bad people will go to hell. And I'm a good person. To which I usually like to say, well, there's going to be a lot of bad people in heaven. (laughs) I'll be at the front of that line. There's going to be a lot of good people in hell because it doesn't matter how good you are. In fact, there is none good. There is none righteous. Not even one. Romans 3.10. We've all sinned. Romans 3.23. Yeah, but I've not murdered anybody. doesn't matter. Have you ever looked at a woman, dude, (laughs) with lust? You've sinned. You've broken God's law. You've fallen short of the glory of God. Have you ever coveted? Have you ever stole? Have you ever done this and this and this and this? Yes, you sinned. Congratulations. Here's like every single one of us. Every man, woman, and child ever born from the beginning of history has sinned against God and fallen short of the glory of God. There's more bad news. The bad news is not only that you and I have sinned, that all have sinned, but the bad news is that that sin, your sin, my sin, has a penalty. It's the death penalty. The wages of sin, Romans 6.23, is death. That's bad news. Sometimes we need the bad news first. You know how, how it is when somebody says, hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Which one do you want first? How about you just give me the good news and I don't want to hear the bad news. No, nope, I've got to hear the bad news. I would say it this way. The badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news it will be. Again, I know that's not proper English. Don't email me. But this is pretty bad. I've been sentenced to death because I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm ready for some good news now. Oh, good. Because the good news is that the gift of God paid for in full by Jesus the Christ on the cross for you instead of you, made available freely to you this gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news. I was uh, thinking about, I was having a, a devotional with my daughter, 
And I, I thought she was able, she's 11 now, to kind of handle this illustration of you're before a judge in a courtroom and you've been sentenced to death. And the judge says, well, how do you plea? And you plead guilty as charged. And now comes the sentencing phase of the uh, you know, process, and the judge hands down your sentence, and you've been sentenced to death. And just as you're about to be taken out to your death, in walks a man, no ordinary man. His name is Jesus. He says, hold everything. Stop right there. I will go to the electric chair, the lethal injection, the cross, if you prefer, in her stead, in his stead. To which the judge says, okay, well, hey, (laughs) good news. You're free to go. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Now that is good news. That's the gospel. That's the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. You have to plead guilty because all have sinned and acknowledge your guilt before a holy God. That's the A. Here's the B. Believe in your heart. Think about that that courtroom scenario. Uh, Too good to be true. Well, here's the thing. I was... uh, my son texted me and we were talking about something. He said, Baba, that's too good to be true. To which I replied, God is too good and God is true. So no such thing. So in walks this man, his name is Jesus, and he's going to go to your death in your stead, for you instead of you. Do you believe that? Are you going to believe in Him, put your trust in Him? This is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. This is what we were just talking about in Philippians. It's not that He just went to His death in the crucifixion. He defeated death. This isn't good news unless there's the resurrection. Those who believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead will be saved, and lastly, the sea. It stands for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. I like that word, will. I'm so glad it's not the word, you might be saved. The jury is still out. You could, you should. There's a good likelihood. No. (laughs) No. Um, the verdict's in. It is finished. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, 
And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then Romans 10, 13. For me, it was January 30... i got to get my math right here. 37 years ago this month, when I had come to the end of myself and threw up my hands... And I called upon the name of the Lord, and I was saved, and never looked back. 37 years ago this month, Romans 10, 13. All, I was an all. (laughs) I looked up all in the original to make sure that it, you know, was all. You know what it says? All. Yeah, deeply profound, I know, but see, All have sinned, bad news, good news, all who call. I was an all. All who call upon the name of the Lord, and here it is again, will, will be saved. And I want to say lastly, if you're here in this amazing church that I'm so privileged to pastor, and you've never called upon the Lord, believing in your heart, acknowledging your sin before a holy and righteous God, I would implore you to do so today. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Why would you want to delay the most important decision of your life for eternal life? I implore you today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I... Thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. I thank you for the detail in your word, prophetically. Lord, I thank you for telling us what's going to happen before it happens, so when we begin to see it happen, non-believers will believe, and believers will look up and lift up their heads, knowing that that trumpet's going to sound. Our redemption draws nigh, And the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up to be with you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For anyone, Lord, that today would open their heart to you, Lord, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation, that they would not put this most important decision they will ever make off any longer. That it's right here, it's right now, for somebody watching online, wherever they are in the world. You spoke to them today. This made sense to them. Lord, I pray that today would be the day of their salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge 
of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.